So we just, when you do the color timer, oh, yeah, we let's, read. I'll play through that here. So this is how it's yeah. going to work. So boop, 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 boop. And as soon as that snap, we go. Happens. And then it's just straight up read the like the little miniature thing, like what it's broken down as. Yeah, we'll and then read it's that personal first, opinion. Then we'll do. Oh, yeah, we read that first, then we do the snap. For some, my brain. Yeah. Okay. You're now good. I've got it. And then obviously Primo. you know how the b do b do b do b do b do. Yes. Yep. I love that it's just your voice doing the the boop, the boop and snap. That's very good. <laughs> I mean, extremely good stuff. I love that. <laughs> I have a question. All right. Yeah. What's up? Do you think my ex ever thinks about me? Um, I mean, I think that depends. I think we, you know, we find ourselves in situations where sometimes. <laughs> oh, you had questions about the podcast. I love this. I love these jam and synthy tunes. Listen, hey, if you, if Ultraman has taught me anything, if you think about her, she thinks about you. Oh, how sweet. That was so sweet. Hello and welcome to this episode of Saved by the Belial, an atrocious Ultraman podcast, the show where we normally have three minutes to talk about an episode of Ultraman, but today is a bonus episode. I'm not David. I'm not Rob. And I'm definitely Chris. Oh my God. Hey, Chris. How was my day today? You definitely look better than <laughs> I've taken over. It's Body Snatchers Week here on Save by the Belial. I hope you don't Didn't need we it. Did talk about Invasion of Body Snatchers here recently? I, I think I no, made a Body Snatchers the joke. They Never live, mind. they laugh, they love. <laughs> oh, yes. There uh, we go. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want that. I want that on a wall in that, like, that wine mom print, but with the they live face would be, or, oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. Oh so my gosh. Uh, joining <laughs> us is actually Rob Hello. from Tokyo Lives slash Tokyo Signals. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you. We're, <laughs> uh, we're glad that we are going to talk about some Ultraman related stuff because we just got done recording a great episode of our main podcast, didn't we guys? I loved it. <laughs> it's It was our best, right? We are totally not recording this first. Uh, yeah. In the yeah. ultimate sense, yeah. there's no order to anything. <laughs> true. I think Loki's proving that, right? Now all the oh, that's timelines true. are all just kind of yeah. intersecting. Listen, and- uh, we've already actually, we've recorded this once before in another, another Oh my realm, gosh. But it was a... It, Multiversal it, variant Chris is going to kill me. How? Yeah, unfortunately, Chris did have to, not Chris, did have to uh, uh, to prune oh all of us. Gosh. But we're starting back over, fresh, clean, on the right timeline. And uh, I couldn't be happier uh, to be here talking with y'all about uh, just anything. Frankly, yeah. uh, it's a hoot. <laughs> Alligator well, Loki is a kaiju. Yeah, I'll Thank give you that. <laughs> before we get into Rob talking about himself, I do have to ask, how does everyone feel about the guy who's going to be playing Kang? Because he did a bang up job in that last episode. Oh, that's 
I get it now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it now. Okay. I, for a second, I was like, oh, sorry, this spoilers. guy has to be, this has to be like a character from something, yeah. but it didn't dawn on me until li- literally you said that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're right. Wow. Uh, he nailed that role. I was like, wow, he's really acting the pants out of the sequence. Mm-hmm. I guess spoilers for the, the end of Loki. This will be like seen four weeks from now. Yeah, that's uh, right. Like yeah. at this point, it's on you. <laughs> um, no, I thought he was phenomenal. I think he was really like a, a very complex villain that had very like horrifying motivations. I've always really loved villains that feel like they have to do what they've done and have like what they believe is like a real like solid reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their fear of like what like the outcome of them not being a super bad person is uh does have like a horrifying like secondary like layer to it i i, I thought i thought it was neat i think they they really set up a, a terrifying season two yeah well especially since this is the more humane version of kang from what we're seeing and the fact that he's going to be in uh ant-man yeah what's ant-man gonna do about this whatever shrink yeah that's (laughs) i don't know that's what i'm saying it's gonna be interesting aim for the butthole thanos style uh, i guess i mean you know they've been doing some i didn't watch ant-man and the wasp but like the whole the whole like basically outside of time like shrinking so small that he's like in a completely separate universe kind of sounds like something you could because one of the things that they're really trying to set up for like this new wave is like we've got infinity stones they don't matter anymore they're done they're paperweights yeah now the big deal the big like weirdness is like there are a multitude of universes and they will eventually collide and the destruction therein will be uh incalculable you know uh so i think you know we've got multiverse of madness coming up we've mm. got uh spider-man um teleporting home <laughs> to homeward bound or whatever uh, yeah Spider-Man we, and then home like, alone. oh yeah. my god <laughs> spider-man ah! <laughs> that's amazing you know what the multiverse uh, means it's no what there's a multiverse where i have a gf yeah so probably probably <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of numbers in the grand scheme of the multiverse. And so surely somewhere in there. Hey, two Loki's I mean, kissed. I can kiss. I can kiss girl Chris. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> listen, if you can't love yourself, who can you Amen. love? She doesn't even have to have a different name either. Amen. Yeah. It's just, Actually, I, I yeah. would probably, I'd probably kiss alligator Chris. Yeah. That's fair. All those. Oh, they man. would kiss you back, and that would be the last kiss you ever had. <laughs> one, one better big, to have kiss. loved and to have lost my life than to have never loved at all. <laughs> okay, Rob. So hey. back to you. Fancast my job. Talk about yourself. So <laughs> obviously, when we record the episode of Ultra Seven, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more. But so maybe people who didn't listen to that episode yet. Talk about Tokyo yeah. Lives a little bit. Anything that you feel yeah. uh, might be relevant to our listeners? Sure. Um, so Tokyo Lives is a, a giant monsters podcast. I joined, it's about five years old now. I joined four years ago. Um, it was started by 
uh, Kyle and uh, his friend Coleman. And like after they watched 2014 uh, Godzilla, they were just like, we should just spend hours talking about Godzilla. Uh, and uh, Coleman moved up like away from Austin and uh, uh, Kyle's like, oh, should I keep it going or should I, you know, and he happened to be making a bunch of like short YouTube comedies with me and my friends uh, where I was a main writer and lead actor in a lot of very, very goofy, bad skits. Uh, the first time I actually ever met Kyle was he played, well, he was doing the camera work, but he was also the shoulder for a sketch called Naked Bushimi, oh my God. where we Beetlejuice summoned Steve Bushimi into our, our living room. Uh, and it was a disaster. It was the worst thing we've ever filmed. Um, so after uh, being my Naked Bushimi, uh, he invited me to be on his podcast to talk about uh, Shin Godzilla. Mm. Um, and the rest is history. Was the uh, shin we, naked or clothed? Hey man. <laughs> he was, well, uh, no, no clothes. Uh, it's Shin Godzilla. You know? <laughs> oh, the, the famously naked Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike, unlike, you know, Showa Godzilla, always wearing those big, uh, stretchy purple mm, pants. He was I not going to show uh, off. Yeah, ah. I was going to say all the goods were just always <laughs> showing. Uh, ooh, that's good. Um, but yeah. We talk about giant monster movies. We talk about giant monster comics. We talk about uh, medium-sized monster movies and comics uh, as like a, a side story. A side thing is called on the fringe. Uh, recently, we started up a spinoff that's called Tokyo Signals, Hi-yah. where I do these extreme deep dives onto giant monster TV shows and Tokusatsu TV shows, um, which kind of kicked off my infatuation with. Uh, dudes in suits punching other dudes in suits mm, mm, mm. in TV show Lovely. format to the to the point where now like I'm regularly saying like wow this movie was really good it'd be better if it was 20 minutes long <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, and way goofier Amen. Uh, and so yeah like I, I you know my history with with tokusatsu in general is pretty you know standard fare for like a a 90s kid. It was Power Rangers, uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Vampires. Do you guys remember that show? No, but it, since you said Big Bad was, Beetleborgs, you already won some credit. Thank you. <laughs> um, and like, uh, just, you know, like I've always, you know, it's fun. I've liked it. But now as an adult, I'm getting a chance, especially with the Mill Creek releases, to go back and see kind of like the, the origin of a lot of like tropes that I love and have been burned into my like memory. Uh, uh, and it's just been such a blast. I, I just adore every second of like these like tokusatsu TV shows. I've, uh, watched a lot of ultra Q, some of Ultraman, a lot of ultra seven. Now, um, uh, I'm making my way through Gridman and uh zone fighter um mm. and uh i'm trying to like find like you know more sentai shows to yeah, watch man. so i'm doing Jetman and kaku ranger right now the two like goofier funner ones i heard well, Jetman was dark Jetman does <sighs> Jetman is very much on this line where it like it'll have episode the monster is usually really goofy like it's you know like a sound monster that steals like people's voices and auto tunes them. 
And then the story that's happening on top of that is like dealing with like the loss of like uh, love yeah. and like, you know, innocence. And it's like, wow, the fact that you're tr- they're balancing both is very or when fun. the blue hockey rangers straight up just when the goofy. blue swallow is like getting stalked by a former classmate and the classmates being yeah, controlled the by the ramen guy. monster the ramen god yes there's literally a there, an episode called ramen god where he uh like uh, there's a creepy stalker boy and he loves eating ramen and so the evil bad guys use his love of ramen to craft a super ramen monster and also help him stock the the blue ranger so it's like it's like you'll be watching the episode and it it all fits it doesn't feel out of place but it Mm -hmm. is like when you try and explain it afterwards total tonal (laughs) whiplash um but yeah i i i'm a i'm a giant monster podcaster i am a uh tokusatsu fan and I am a a big old nerd for for monsters in uh, guys in monster suits. Huge, huge fan. <laughs> Mostly in TV, yeah, but I guess a, in real life too, right? Sometimes in real life, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> All right, Dean. So I know I had a lot of fun jumping on for uh, for Tokyo Signals. You yeah. were the first person to convince me to watch all of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, and I hold you responsible for it, because End of Evangelion was just like, what oh, no. did I just watch? I'm, you should have stopped at the end of the show. But I had to. I needed to know what the other portion of that story was. And the funny thing is, everyone complains about the the hospital scene, which yeah. I actually think is... If you look at it from a different perspective, which I meant to actually comment on their episode, like I think it's actually pretty powerful. Just this idea of like, I mean, you could critique Shinji for doing what he did, but haven't countless teenagers throughout history done I mean, very similar things? You know, like, it's, yeah, it, I it's think like, it, it's holding up a mirror. So, yeah, but it's, um, is it Misato? That's her name. Misato kissing him and being like, listen, I'll give you more later. Yes. That yes. part. I just sat there and I'm like, he's 14. She's 20 something, maybe 30 something. Yeah, I don't actually I remember. And and I get it. She's just trying to convince him to go on the elevator, like get in the elevator, Shinji. But it's <laughs> yeah, just like, I get that. It's still her, disgusting. Her whole thing is that she literally cannot she doesn't know how to because in the show they t- they touch on that very briefly after uh kaoru uh, like the very last episode you know mm-hmm. shinji pops his uh new best friend and possible boyfriend mm-hmm. you know uh and she doesn't know how to comfort him she's emotionally distraught because her boyfriend and soon to be husband just got murked by uh, the Illuminati, the anime Illuminati. And she doesn't have like any idea how to like protect people or like emotionally like connect with them. So like she's, he's just crying on her bed or on his bed. She comes in, sits down next to him. And then she like tries to like interlace her fingers with him because she's like i don't like it's truly just like a show about broken people who have no idea how to communicate at all and it's like man if you just had like like one one like hr person involved in nerve 
one like solitary person whose job was to like be like the t the you know coach or just something you know i like every tech job i've worked now there's like there's just there's hr but then there's also the mental wellness mm-hmm. like people you can talk to it's like are you sad that you sit at a desk all day maybe you should try valium <laughs> i'm wrong maybe you should try getting outside getting in the robot uh, yeah uh, I would, yeah. you know, <laughs> if only I could just get into a robot. But see, uh, that's, that's what's nuts though. Like, and I, I know we've talked about how like, you know, Evangelion's like this proto anime for all these other ones that have come yeah. out after, you know, and you have Gridman and now Dino Xenon, where I think they both do better jobs of showcasing broken people, but Absolutely. there's hope and healing and yes. growth that yeah. you can see in that show. So, I mean, I'm glad the dude got everything out but then i'm like you also like have scarred countless people because of your show so good job yeah yes chris i have two comments we've now discussed steve buscemi's shin shin godzilla Mm -hmm. and shinji yeah yeah (laughs) well that was is that wait is that a that's a comment i also have a suggestion (laughs) i have a suggestion Oh, so you know how I've been okay. I've been selling people some new podcasts, like giving our guests mm, yeah. fantastic ideas for a new podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, I told yeah, Monsters yeah. vs. Men, which you can subscribe to five dollars a month to their Patreon to have me on better podcast. Um, I told I <laughs> came up with some fantastic Doctor Who podcast ideas on our last month's episode. OK. And honestly, I think you're missing some prime real estate in the Tokyo blank uh Subject line without the Tokyo Drift Fast and the Furious podcasts. No joke. I I, I haven't I've I've told no one since college my plan. Oh my god. But exclusive. I'm going to tell you both now. And exclusive for your bonus oh episode. My god. You guys better be listening. Okay. okay. This is my million dollar okay. idea. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. You ready? Okay. going to buy a bunch of secondhand clothes from Japan and then resell them here in America at a place called Tokyo Thrift. Oh and it's going to have a car. The T's the on Tokyo and Thrift will bleed together into a, a swoop underneath that is a car Tokyo oh Drifting my gosh. underneath. And that's the logo. And when you put it on sale, they'll go Tokyo Swiftly. Tokyo Swiftly. Yeah, yeah. Good thing no one listens to this podcast. Your idea is secure. Yeah. Um, the it. shark tank. The kaiju tank. Oh, my God. Trademark, trademark, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> team, team, oh, team, man. team. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't pilot giant robots, but I pilot a, a, a little motorcycle. Uh, fast. I, as fast as I can. I usually just like slowly just I put around. Um, you pissed truck I've, drivers off. <laughs> I, I've been trying to find. Okay, so the like quarantine taught me deeply and truly, and other recent events uh, have kind of like brought to the forefront that like more so than just generally my mental health, like truly mental wellness needs to be like, uh, you know, I need to start repairing the temple mm-hmm. of my my skull mm-hmm. in some variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've found a few things that really, really work for me. The first is I do, uh, I've been doing like, I, I, it's called like sensory meditation. 
I cannot calm down the voice in my head. They're like, oh yeah, you just focus on your breathing and like, you mm-hmm. know, th- let the thoughts drift away. It's not, I can't, I start doing the breathing thing and I'm like, and what am I doing for dinner tonight? And like, did I do and like, my brain just starts running a million miles a minute because mm-hmm. I can't, you know, but what I can do quite well is focus inward on things. Right. So I'll go to the park near my house. I'll post up somewhere and I'll do the breathing exercises, but instead of just focusing on my breath, I try and see how far I can listen. I try and identify sounds as far away as I can. And on quiet days, I can hear all the way, like a few blocks away, I can hear like cars starting up or whatever. Um, or like I'll touch like, you know, the table, like the wooden table that I'm sitting at, or I'll like uh, hold like a leaf, something that I can like really focus in on and like draw a picture in my head based only off of one sensation. Uh, and the other thing that I've been doing is taking very long motorcycle rides down tiny Texas farm to market roads mm-hmm. where I can just pick a cardinal direction. I have a, because I'm a D and D nerd, I have a D eight, <laughs> you know, one is North two is like Northeast oh, three is East. Like you know, boom, boom, boom. So I roll the D eight. It gives me a cardinal direction. I wobble outside to downtown and I find that farmer's road and I just go. And I drive until it gets to the smooth, like old farm roads, maybe like four or five people drive down a year. And I just head that way until I hit a small town and then I loop back. That's and pretty sick. Those two things have had such a profound, like calming impact on my health um, that like I've been feeling pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, not to get too personal, but I did very recently lose someone very close to me. Uh, and yeah, I've been trying to to focus on that, like that aspect of health, mm-hmm. you know, because it's easy to kind of get focused in on like, okay, I went to the gym or like, oh, I counted my calories today or like I did this one thing. But like the brain is weirder. And in Evangelion, they literally do say like, oh yeah, like psychic or like, you know, the mental trauma can take like way longer to heal from than like physical trauma Mm -hmm. because you can't send a surgeon in to fix it. You can't give a, like, you know, a medication that immediately, Mm -hmm. you know, solves the infection. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of start working on rebuilding a structure for your head. Uh, so yeah, uh, to all of your listeners, I find find what works. Find yeah. like the the handful of things you can do that center you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I uh, I was on a podcast Friday. I have no idea when the episode's coming out, but he had asked me something along the lines of like, you know, what do you? Because we talked about like burnout. With yeah. Like tokusatsu, just in general burnout. He's like, so what do you yeah. do to like kind of contain that burnout? I was like, get on meds. Like that has made my life yeah. so much better. It's like finally no, acknowledging absolutely. that like, hey, there's just some things with our bodies that aren't working the way they should. Yeah. And if that's something you can't fix with the stuff you're talking about, mm-hmm. maybe look into medication. And I left absolutely. out with the first script my doctor gave me and I'm like, ooh, okay. If the only side, of, side effect I have is bad gas, I will take it. Amen. <laughs> and I'll take it, a gas really X every once in a while. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> Honestly. super bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate that though. Cause yeah. Yeah. I think everybody this past year has had some kind of 
trial or tribulation they've had to really push through and it's not going to be solved through apps and it's not going to be solved by spending more time online it's going to be finding things that are tangible and embodied that we can do so if it's getting on a motorcycle or just going out in a park and just sitting and reflecting like it's amazing what can happen if you just remove yourself from an environment and get outside absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, and like, you know, in that same regard, I mean, that meditative process can be found in prayer, whether it be by yourself or in a congregation, it can be Mm -hmm. found, uh, you know, like you can find that harmony internally in a multitude of ways. And there are absolutely blockers in mental health because our brains are literally just salt sponges with lightning coursing through them which is pretty rad if you think that's about that's pretty it. metal but way to also, put it but also deeply inefficient <laughs> yep. just not a great computer so like if one like you know one little like chemical hormone just doesn't fire the right way like it can it can take like the simplest of tasks and make it like you know wildly Herculean. yeah so like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that first step, and you actually talked about it in the signals episode, and I thought this was just phenomenal. I, it's going to be in the last episode, actually, which okay. is wild because of, or wait, is it in the proper? No, it's in the proper episode, but then your post credit was like also mm, okay. uh, related to it. So it'll be in the last episode as well. So listen, um, but talking to people, reaching out and like, you know, whether it be to doctors or you know, um, to uh, like other professionals reaching out to people and like working on that process, that first step is always the hardest. But once you're able to kind of start that ball rolling, it, man, when you find a little bit of calm in the storm, it is, it is a revelation. (laughs) You know, it's something that's really interesting is, to take more of a theological approach, I'm reading a book called a, it called a Christian formation. And mm-hmm. one of the things the guy talks about is at least in the Christian tradition, you know, there's a, just a practice of recalling prayers and, you know, praying yeah. to oneself. Right. But like, if you're not reading the Bible, you can't recall something you don't know. So when it comes to mental wellness, when you have that moment of peace, sometimes it's just recalling what that feels like and knowing yeah. it's possible that can get mm-hmm. you through that. Because mm-hmm. you have that moment of like, okay, I am, yeah. I'm losing my mind. Just everything feels like it's falling apart. Yeah. But a week ago, I was sitting here and feeling like everything was fine. And it's not that the feelings are wrong, but it's like, you know what? I was fine then. I made it to now. I will get through this. So sometimes just having yeah. that memory to come back to can make yeah. a huge difference. Mm-hmm. That reflection. Knowing that. that there's a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Knowing that it is not like, you know, it's cul-de-sac. You can make a U-turn. It's not a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, analogy. you know, I've... Uh, um, Didn't Ed, Ed yeah. and Eddie happen in a cul-de-sac? Oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about Ed, Ed and Eddie for a second. Let's, like, bring it back down. Uh, <laughs> what I, a trippy uh, show, though, by the way. Like, I don't know how they got away it. with, like, making, like, porno mag references on Cartoon yeah. Network, but they definitely did. They well, they didn't show anything. They just showed no, the like just kids' reaction though, to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I just thought <laughs> the that canker was like, sisters. Wow. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was just that was the blue. A, the blue-haired one was the only one as a kid. I'd be like, yeah, I would date her. The other oh, two, absolutely. Like, no. Listen, Double D had it great. 
going in life. <laughs> let me tell you. You know, I think I just put make it out together. Of I shouldn't have. What? <laughs> well, I've heard Canker Sisters. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying double D. Canker. Oh. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a family podcast. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I should have. Ed did do. Let me. I'll say it like that. Uh, that show introduced me to the uh, steel slide guitar or the pedal steel oh, yeah. guitar, and yeah. I have what daydreamed. That's double D. The riverboat yeah. episode. Yeah, double D played it. I, ever since I saw that episode, I've been like, I gotta get me one of the pedal guitars. Right. <laughs> You'll have a shockingly good Texan memory roots. of the show. It's there's something like this thing. I can't remember the whole show, but like I've like there are certain core like memory cores, you know, like dotted across my brain. It's like I have, you know, like it's like the opposite of memento where instead of like tattooing myself with like really important details, my brain has been tattooed with completely <laughs> insignificant details. Just Ed, Ed and Eddie references. <laughs> yeah. If you double tap Sebulba's boost in uh, the N64 uh, <laughs> pod racing game, it makes fire spray out of one side. And it can cause damage to engines around you. Amen. So they have to slow down and repair. That's there for some reason. I can. I got all the original 151 Pokemon in my head. Nothing else. I can't remember the periodic table for <laughs> family birthdays. Whatever. I yeah. man, birthdays. I've never done well with birthdays. It's bad. It's truly awful. I can get like the vague date. Like I'm okay getting like in the general vicinity. But I, one of my best childhood friends is either the 2nd of February, right after my birthday, or the 22nd of February. I don't remember which. Well, surprise, I, we have now, your childhood best oh no! friend on the show tonight. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's birthday is either the 27th or the 29th of September. So I've, I've got it down on that. Like, I've narrowed that. I'm really glad the door didn't open. And she's like... <laughs> Have you guys seen the SNL skit? It's uh, it's like what's their name or whatever. It's uh, Bill Hader is the host. Oh yes, and then John Mulaney. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, and so this good. is, and you are. <laughs> I'm thinking about yeah. the SNL oh. skit, the post quarantine one, when the guy's hitting on his cousin because he forgot who his cousin was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. So, uh, oh. <laughs> Rob. You you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, actually, let me let me nix that. Chris, did oh. you have you n- normally have some salty questions you would like to ask? So I don't salty. know. If you yeah, any, have okay. either of your Tokyo shows covered Godzilla nineteen ninety seven? Yes. Oh man, <laughs> what was your opinion? No <laughs> joke. We did we did both of the the uh, the unreleased uh, scripts and the, the TriStar ninety seven, the unreleased unmade ones. What? Unmade Godzilla. I'm learning something right now. Because there's you okay, well, the smoke okay, in so my TriStar. Head? No, try that's legit. That's real. So TriStar uh was originally going to put out an entirely different Godzilla film before we got G98. But I was saying it's like 96, not 97. But um they had a script and everything, a fully written script. It's wild. 90% of it is really good. And then there's like Everyone's horny for the main character's teenage daughter, and it's oh, like yikes. really weird. Uh, me and Cameron did a live script read of it on the episode. Wow, <laughs> primo stuff. Um, <laughs> that movie would have been rad. It's like, he, you know, uh, essentially, there's like this 
the thing kaiju shows up griffin and like it like lands on earth and starts like infecting bats and then like the bats like start absorbing things into themselves and becoming these giant weird bats they start eating people and they start getting smarter and like they tap the director from speed yeah which john would have been wild strange but wild but then he wanted too much money and they decided not to do it uh, and then I did Godzilla 3D, which was supposed to come out in 86. And that one is also pretty wild. It's more like Gorgo than it is like Godzilla. I'm going to start a new Twitter hashtag. Release the Godzilla 95 cut. <laughs> they, there just, is Someone did make a comic of it. Yeah. They made a comic. What, yeah. Godzilla comic 1999, is, is... one through five. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Okay. That I don't think is real. <laughs> Good. Because... There is. There was a planned sequel to G98, and there's apparently a script or most of a script floating out there somewhere. Yeah, it's I've been Shin looking Godzilla. for it. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about uh, G99 when I get a hold of that script. Let me tell you. Amen. Hashtag release the G94 cut. <laughs> what else? Come on. Oh, what else oh, are you going to find out today is actually a real thing? Oh my Come gosh, on. I don't know. You made a Dragon Ball <laughs> reference. Do we need to keep dying on this Dragon Ball GT hill? Oh, should we talk about Dragon Ball GT? Do you like it? Uh, I love the premise. I did not like the execution. Then we cannot talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it would have been infinitely better if it had been Pan, Goten, and Trunks instead of Baby Goku. I agree like, with oh, that. Oh, no. I wished, we wished for Goku to... Uh, turn into stone i wish he was stone oh no goku can't do anything so now goten trunks and pan pan sneaks on board the ship and then you get to have gotenk still and that's the coolest character so that'll be great yeah, it would have been weird if it was no wait i guess goten is the same age yeah, yeah you're yeah. right you're right he's the same age as trunks and then like you know you have like baby pan still and so you could have like a fun kind of like brother sister dynamic between goten and pan because Shut like they're up, they're cousins but or half no cousins cousins mm-hmm. but like you know they're, they're close enough in age that it would kind of be like you know like all right little sis and Amen. that would have been really fun as opposed to baby goku again i don't know i mean super saiyan while we're gone <laughs> i won't <laughs> don't cause any problems pan we're the tough boys and we're gonna handle it oh no we got beat up and caught by the bad guy pan you're here to save us easy easy it's like the captain marvel of dragon ball gotens gotens <laughs> out there too busy hitting on alien like girls and he's basically captain kirk mm-hmm. like just there's so much you could do like trunks is like an archaeologist nerd and he's like oh i i just you know i'm just here because i have to be and like Go, go Hans back at earth doing uh, something to uh, do the baby arc still, but it's Gohan saving the day. Um, yeah, you could have made that show rad. Instead they went for, they were like, Oh man, I sure wish this was dragon ball again. <laughs> Your disappointment is noted, but excused tonight. Thank Well, thank you. Is gear is Giru the pigmon of dragon ball discuss. Wait, oh, Giru? is that the robot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would say so. Yeah, that's fair. He's a, he's a mascot character, Gear, and Pigmon's a mascot character. I just got yeah, to that episode of Ultra Q where they introduced his suit, <laughs> but he's called something else. He's like, Garamon. we're on. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. It's the same Jeez. Suit. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, Chris, you would 
discover that episode if you'd watch more than just the turtle one. Turtle Boy's my favorite. The turtle one's wild. I also watched I like that not turtles. too long ago. <laughs> on our uh on our turtles. Discord server, I I do a Saturday or Sunday morning brunch where I I find weird wacky commercials. I, and I don't know if you guys did, did you see any of um the Kaiju quarantine stuff? Uh, uh I jump so the first one I was in the hospital. Yeah. The second one I don't remember what was going on and I was a part of the last one. So Yeah, I yeah. burned myself out on the second one. Trash. <laughs> so I was just like Oh gosh. Yeah, so I I basically got into the like groove of being like, "Oh, wait, it's really fun to film stuff and to find weird old commercials and make playlists uh and then, you know, entertain mm-hmm. people with that." So I've just been uh subjecting uh people I know when I do movie nights now, uh, we use like Zoom or Discord. I always have like weird like intermissions of just like <laughs> the weirdest commercials or YouTube videos I can find. I try and make them thematically appropriate. <laughs> try to. I have less of a comment or less of a question and more of a comment. Okay. Uh, what if the Pizza Hut used Pigmon instead of the Noid? I think that, that the Noid, I think then, hey, we would, uh, the Noid wouldn't have had to make a comeback. He would have never left. Yeah. Pigmon never leaves my heart. Yeah. Pig Pigmon's Noid. forever. I have mm-hmm. no further Ooh. questions, Your Honor. I don't want to bang the gavel because that's just going to shake my desk a lot. But our listeners at <laughs> home love it when I make loud noises like gavels. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so before we wrap up here, uh, I know this won't apply to Chris. Sorry, bud. But it's about you King did Kong seem versus to have, Godzilla. have some kind of affirm- affirmative comment, noise, gesture towards Dinozenon. Have you watched <laughs> that yet? Yes, I have. Okay. I I just fin- I finished it a little while ago. I I think it's better than SSSS Gridman, despite I think SSSS Gridman has like more of a weird interesting personal plot but it's like bogged down by like being like hey let's show this underage girl's butt (laughs) you know there's a few too many sequences where they do that and it's like okay uh this one they cut out a lot of the sexualization and they really dial in on just like we have a handful of misfits that all have problems and they're slowly working together to get over their problems and like it's so it's so good in that and ending that final episode. Oh, what? Yeah, the ending is so cute. It's yeah. so cute. Oh my gosh, I it like, is cute. Truly, um, I yeah. How, how did you uh, feel when uh, Auntie showed back up? Okay, I, seeing <laughs> older aunt, older Auntie and older second or mm-hmm. Antolin or whatever her full name is. Yeah, uh, Auntie Anne's. I was just like, oh, I was, I was so jazzed. And then when he grid nights out, I was like, yay. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that he doesn't henshin the way he used to anymore. So like, you know, every character, ha- you know, every super character has a henshin. Oh, yeah. right. Ultra seven. It's got those ultra glasses. Throws Sad those on. Ultraman. Oh my gosh. Dang it. You missed it. Yeah. Um, I'm too busy. But, thinking uh, of the joke I'm going to make in a sec. <laughs> But uh, but uh, uh, my alpha. Oh my gosh, Auntie's whole thing was basically just like screaming so yeah. loud that he would transform. 
I kind of wish he still did that. I like that he's but like he's all a cool and... Vegeta character yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do wish there was at least one. Maybe like the final fight, you know, when like things were really desperate. If we got to do that, like, rah, you know. Yeah. But I I like it for character development. They didn't. But yeah. it'd be cool if I... Alpha was in it. Yeah. yeah i i really really like the show there's a lot to it that i felt like it like sagrid man i mean it's it was a great anime apart (laughs) from the uh the fan service you talked about which i think is interesting if you try to shop it's not actually the akane merch that you see the most it's uh whatever her bucket is um auntie no not auntie no it's the the, i know you're talking about yeah the dark-haired one that's yes. where you see the most of it. I'm like, oh, that's Rika. Ugh. Yeah, there Rika. we go. Yeah, something like that. But uh, so yeah, it's it's nice that it tones that down. But I really love this idea of like everyone, all the characters have some kind of trauma, and they're all yeah. not only dealing with it, but they deal with it by growing closer to one another. Right. So yeah. in a day and age that we don't know how to interact with people. We want to try to deal with things on our own. We would rather mm-hmm. tweet about something than actually talk to people about it. Like it was yeah. so awesome to see a show that people are actually growing together and confessing things to one another yeah. and they were vulnerable. And by the end of it, they were actually healthy and growing. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I I think another really important facet of the show that I just absolutely adore is that trauma is different for everyone, right? Mm. The worst thing to happen to you is the worst thing that's happened to you. It's It can be different for every person. So like the the shut-in, the Neats, uh, I forgot his character name, his trauma is really like he keeps coming back to this very specific moment. And we finally see it play out. And it's basically the anxiety of like, you know, running away from home with like a girl that he had a crush on and then like losing that and when all the money gets blown away, mm-hmm. you know, and like that for him felt like he lost his whole life. Like, oh, this could have been, you know, in a moment, I felt like I had a potential future and it was like so crystal clear. We were all get, like, it was going to be so exciting and happy. And I overcame my fear of not doing it to do it. And then it fell apart. And that was, that's, he just walled himself off. And like even overcoming that and over, you know, like saving the husband, you know, like there, mm-hmm. there's, there's all kinds of really great growth in that show. Every single character has just so many moments. The only person who I felt like didn't get like enough of a focus episode was the cousin, the red haired girl. Chise. Chise. I yeah. kind of feel like I understood she's got like mm, a tattoo on her arm. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the. <laughs> I actually have that album. It's a really good image no, heaps rap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I didn't uh, catch that about the tattoo. One. Like being at that age, that would have like really set yeah. her apart and been you yeah. Know, a well, in Japan, sorts. it's it's literally like it's self harm mm-hmm. is how they kind of like identify like tattoos like that, hmm. especially on someone who's young. I mean, it's. You know, someone like I saw a video explaining it because I was like, oh, is like it like a weird magical birthmark or is it like more <laughs> down to earth? I couldn't quite tell just from like, you know, cause she had the sleeve on mm-hmm. and the one time we see it, it's like this really ornate thing. So I was like, oh, what are, what am I supposed to be taking away from this? Turns out uh, it's just that like when younger people get tattoos in Japan, it is seen as like 
almost like self-harm scars is hmm. the way that like they would view it in Japan is it's like, uh, Oh, you would do that to your bot. And it's like, look down upon. Interesting. Um, yeah. I never would have, you know, caught that. unless you're like a big tough man, in which case you're like, Oh, you're not part of society, you know? Uh, so it's, uh, it's very interesting that like her big trauma was something that was, you know, like whether it was like, really intricate stick and poke or, you know, she somehow convinced someone to do that tattoo. It was really kind of like her rejecting society, falling out of it and then deciding to run away from it. Yeah. Because like, and it's clear that like something happened before the tattoo that we're not privy to, which is again, another thing where I'm like, I would have liked an, like an episode, maybe focusing in on her a little bit. Um, you know, everyone else, we get like a pretty crystal clear view into like, especially like even towards the end, we finally understand what's going on with the main character, which is just like family's getting, you know, mom's getting a new boyfriend who I don't like that. You know, like that's his trauma. Yeah. You know, he was trying to avoid that. And like, I think, uh, yeah. Dianxenon's great. It's absolutely worth watching. It's on Funimation. Yeah. Funimation. Check it out. (laughs) So, can I watch Dinah Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, without seeing Dinah Xenon first and still understand it? Yes. Okay, Rob, so do you want to plug your show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Sorry, Chris, that was a really good joke. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, is that what you've been waiting this whole my time? My supernova girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, Rob. Thank you for jumping on for this bonus episode. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you and where can people find your show? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm on Tokyo lives. Uh, uh, you can find us on all of your favorite, uh, like streaming or not streaming services, uh, uh podcast, yeah. a- like apps, uh, iTunes, um, you know, podcatcher, any of those. Uh, I also, thanks to David, saying that I should actually do it finally put us on Spotify. There you go. <laughs> so, so we're easy. also on Spotify. You can catch up uh there if you'd like. Um I think you'll be really excited. Do you want a sneak peek at what the next cuz I'm almost done with Evangelion. Do you want to okay. know what, uh, like what the next more breaking news of yeah, signals is I'm announcing it here uh before I announce it there. Are you oh are you excited? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I'm doing a whole season on the Myriad Ultraman knockoffs. Okay. And it's been like an episode or two on each show and then end it with like a full proper like review of uh so like I'll be doing uh Mirror Man, Iron King, um there's a few other weird ones. Uh and then like ending it with Zone Fighter. <laughs> Are you gonna do any uh Gridman since the Blu-ray's coming out? Gridman, I'm not counting as a knockoff. I'm specifically looking at shows. Jump Board Ace oh, is another I, one. Okay, I see what you're saying. Shows yeah, that yeah. saw Ultraman happen and then said, even within Subaraya themselves, what if we did that also? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what that if makes we did sense. that again? That's cool. Um, That's cool. And Gridman, I think, is more part of like the Ultra universe. Like he's he's even in like the big crossover movies in the background punching people. So. Uh, Gridman will get his own his own time in the sun. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I really do want to watch his own fighter at some point. It looks like a oh, his own fighter is just a, a absolute treat. 
uh, every episode, I liked it more. Huh. Take, take Ultraman, mix it with 60s Batman and beautiful Ultra harmony. Yeah, Ultra it's yeah, literally. And throw Godzilla in. <laughs> and Godzilla shows up. Oh, man. Uh, the villain's schemes are always so convoluted and wacky and involve it, all these contraptions and buzz saws. And then at the last minute, someone runs in and shoots a laser gun at something and like destroys it so everyone can get out. It's so good. Every episode is so good. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely uh, let us know when that starts because I will definitely find my way to uh, find a way <laughs> to start watching some of those shows like Mirror Man. I've been wanting to do that for a while, especially since awesome. it's on YouTube now. But Ooh. yeah. A lot of them are now available in some way, shape, or fashion, which will help me a Legally. lot. Legally. Air quotes. But okay. There's always there's always a nicer cut somewhere else online. But then you can also watch it through legal channels and watch a bootleg VHS quality <laughs> cuts. I don't know why they do this. Uh, I've been watching uh uh Common Rider Black recently and a friend gave me a very legal file mm. that is really high quality and really good. And then they announced they were going to start putting it all on YouTube. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Through an official channel. And okay. Yeah. I'll throw my support behind it. Watched one episode. I was like, Oh, it's real dark and you can't see half of what's happening. What did they do? What transfer did they use? Um, did you uh, not know it's called Common Rider Black? Yeah. Wait, what did I? Did That's I why it's say... so dark. Uh, <laughs> cut to commercial. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Saved by the Bell Yol is a proud partner of the Tokusatsu Network, the premier news website for all things Tokusatsu related. If you are enjoying our show, we humbly ask that you chant our name over at Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. More important than the reviews, we'd love to hear from you. Whether it's sharing your thoughts on an episode we covered, if we made a mistake, or you just want to chat, you can send us an email at atrociouspod at protonmail.com or head over to atrociouspod.com where you'll find our contact form for listener feedback or even prayer requests. Lastly, we do have a Patreon now where we are raising money for the Ultraman Foundation charity, which also gets you early access to our episodes. And you can find more information at patreon.com slash atrociouspod. Until next time, May Sevenger watch over you, Wyndham keep you, and Legendary Pictures restore the Godzilla 98 cut.